When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In 2017, life as we knew it came to a screeching halt when production on Sex and the City 3, the movie, was unceremoniously and abruptly shut down. Three years later, it was announced in 2020 that a Sex and the City reboot was in the works. However, the reboot is not actually a third movie, and thus, my journey continues. On this podcast, I will be doing what many believe to be the undoable. I will be saving Sex and the City free. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Saving Sex in the City 3, the podcast that is actually getting results, doing things right, and fighting for justice for Sex in the City. Today with me is a hilarious woman. You might know her from Instagram, where she does these incredible impressions. One of my favorites is the girl that you meet at a party who's a little too intense, um it's hannah pilkis hello hi how are you you know i'm really good i'm 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 a true angelino it's like i don't have the heat on in my apartment so i'm wearing a beanie and a thermal and it's like 72 degrees outside so it's important to be cozy you gotta be cozy yep freezing times in these times you have to be yeah metaphorically cozy too you know even if you're not Mm -hmm. even if you're not cold it just feels nice to be comforted by something yeah, I prefer to have, even when it's like 80 degrees in the winter, the heat needs to also be blasting. A thousand percent. And this is bad and not eco-friendly of me, but we share a car, so I feel like this cancels it out. I definitely have the fan running with the heat at the same time while I sleep, and it's probably why I get sick frequently. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, last night I turned the heat, I blasted the heat, turned it off, then slept and woke up just drenched in sweat totally. this morning. So that's yep. also a frequent thing that happens. Yep. Like, yeah, it's very hard to regulate your body temperature. And then when... you're like, I have COVID. And you're like, no, I think I just <laughs> put myself in my own sweat <laughs> I slept lodge. I the covers up, <laughs> yeah. yeah, to my <laughs> chin and created a mini sauna. Exactly. But cozy. Yeah. So how are you feeling about the reboot in general? Like, where do you where do you even stand? Let's say even take it back. Where do you stand on Sex in the City just as a woman? What's your relationship to it? Tell me everything. Okay. So I'm born 92. So millennial, peak prime millennial, and definitely learned a lot growing up by watching Sex in the City. Um, mm-hmm. Watching it back now, certainly see <laughs> problematic parts. Um, as you do with many things you rewatch. I just rewatched Cruel Intentions and I was like, this has this has some major issues. We're going to need to do a rewrite of this. Um, but loved it. And every couple of years, just for nostalgia's sake, we'll rewatch the entire series from start to finish. And, and mm-hmm. li- live every moment as if it's my first time watching it. You're mad at Carrie. Your team Carrie. You're like, okay, she's being a little narcissistic. But I get it. 
you you empathize and and by the end by the last season they have me eating out of the palm of their hands i mean i i and i love that last season I had a hard time with the movies, to be honest. I feel like I kind of pretend they don't <laughs> exist because there was a lot of montages, a lot of like take, toss, a lot of like changing scenes that felt yeah. like they didn't really match the world. Um, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't really excited for it to come back purely because it feels like such a part of my foundation of growing up and learning about sexuality and fashion and, you know, who didn't want to live in New York and live that lifestyle? Yeah, I love that. Watching Sex in the City for me, it was like this is what being an adult means. Totally, like an, a grown woman. Yep. This is what you do. You dress in like expensive clothes. Go to brunch with your friends, exactly, and like fuck with abandon. Right, and you and you have enough money for rent and shoes, and you don't have savings. I mean, at least and if you you're really Carrie. don't have to work the, all that much barely which was at also all a huge pro for me <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like oh I guess money just like you have money when you grow up and then right. this is how you live well yeah. it was confusing because I grew up on the Upper West Side at the same time that I was watching the show only we had oh you know like dog size rats outside our window and I mean it was a lovely <laughs> this was before the Upper West Side was Upper West Side it was super rent controlled and so I, I I was confused how Carrie had so much space um, and would talk about how she didn't cook and, you know, and use her Vogues as chairs. But from what I saw, it was far better decorated than even my current apartment. So, you know, there were some <laughs> she questions. She always had a certain style to yep. her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. You were full immersion. Totally. Yep. I'm so immersion. I lived in New York. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I'm I'm glamored. <laughs> Color me impressed. <laughs> So for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm going to give you a little bit of the rundown. I bring a guest on. I tell them to come up with a storyline for each of the girls. It doesn't have to be super fleshed out. It can really exist in on any plane of reality. And then once they have given me their kind of pitches, we take it back to the beginning and build the movie together on the podcast. Great. So... Hannah, I'm so excited to see what you came up with, and I'm just going to toss to you and let you work your magic. Now, do I get to include the characters that are not going to be joining us on the new season? Yes. We're not bound by any rules on this podcast. Okay. I love that. We're free to be as creative and inclusive or as exclusive as we want to be. Okay, great. So in this universe, what I imagine for Carrie is that she realizes that she's got to join NA, Narcissist Anonymous, and she <laughs> has to just kind of look inward and figure out how to be a more active listener. She's just doing a real eat, pray, love, soul search, if you will. She's seeing a therapist. Um, you know, uh, her inner dialogue is becoming more about the other. It's, uh, she's just really, she's, she's considering motherhood, and she's like, if I'm going to be a mother, I need to you know, be okay with giving up even an hour of my time to someone else. So oh, I love Carrie does a big, a, you know, she, she, she gets on a virtual app and starts taking Lexapro, which is really good for her. Um, she mm -hmm. realizes that like, she really just had some chemical instability going on. I mean, she's lovely, but this is just something that she realizes there was a chronic history in her family of anxiety. And she's like, okay, okay yeah. this is, this is, this is Intel. This is information. 
We meet her parents for the first time. Um, and they're, they're these, they're these kooky Long Island folks. Um, and they're darling. Uh, they're, they're only briefly in it to tell their medical history. Uh, and we find out of course that they had suffered with anxiety and depression. So Carrie, Carrie kind of goes on this soul search. She does a silent retreat. Um, and she really gains some perspective. Um, shortly after she becomes pregnant with big. Um, she's wow. back with big. She's, okay. she's with big and big has quit his fancy job because now big realizes that he's just been giving to this Halliburton, this big, big corporation, you know, big, big brother. That's not right. And big is, they're both really turning their lives over. They're turning a new leaf for the better. So they've downgraded. They live in like the village now. They don't live in that swanky penthouse. They actually made that affordable housing. Um, and they're just like really giving their lives over to philanthropy. And she's going to become a mom. Wow. She's going to be a working mom. She's like, you know, she's not just writing about sex. She's writing about sex positivity. You know, she's writing about how she... Maybe shouldn't have like spoken to the trans community the way she did in that one episode. Um, so Carrie's really, <laughs> Carrie's really turning a new leaf. Um, Charlotte and Harry have a ton of kids. They've had like four, five, a gaggle of kids because that's really all that Charlotte Love. ever wanted was to have a million kids. And she's back at the art gallery because that's what she really loved. And she's meant to be working. She loves to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the side, she has one of those where as the mother, mother it's like a co-op for nannying. So when she's done with her job, she does that a couple times a week. She works at the nursery and takes care of the kids. So a lot of like working moms will, without having to pay for a nursery, they'll be the, the caretakers. Okay, love. So Charlotte has one adopted child and just a gaggle of birth children. She realizes she's incredibly fertile. Something took a turn for the better. Um, she and Harry are madly in love. Uh, they, yeah, she, she does the co-op parenting Um, Samantha moved to Bali. Samantha was like, I need a break from these women. I need to like, just go find my, and she opened a tantric retreat actually. Um, incredible, which is so Samantha, which is so Mm -hmm. Samantha. She's just, you know, clad in, in these beautiful pashminas and she's, and she's got all like gorgeous jewelry and she's, uh, living in on the she's living on the water and but what's insane is that she has not had to quit her PR job. She's so like multifaceted <laughs> and she can multitask like nobody else. She'll take her calls in the morning. She's yeah. she's and so she at this point she is a maven. She's like pushing on being a billionaire. Um, yeah, self-made. Wow. Yeah, she's and like as long as there's Wi-Fi, anything yep. can be anything can be accomplished. Exactly. She has no cis men working for her. It's it, it's only LGBTQ community and and uh, female identifying uh, people at this at mm-hmm. this at this incredible firm that she runs now herself. Uh, and she has this tantric retreat for people to find their inner prowess so that they can rekindle to, to find their sexuality together. Um, she looks even younger somehow. She's turned back time. It's all the sex. It's yeah. all the sex. She's, yeah, she's just so plump. Like her skin is just the kind of plump, gorgeous, juicy skin that just you envy of 12 year olds when you see like middle schoolers and you're mm-hmm. just, uh, just poreless. Um, so she, I mean, she keeps up with the girls, but I think she's established some really healthy boundaries, which is something she needed to do a long time ago. Um, and she's a little bit older than them. And so I think at this point she's like, I kind of got to live for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, she's decided that she'll never take, uh, monogamy on, but she is really interested in the poly lifestyle. 
So she has several Love. partners from all parts of the world. Um, all colors, all creeds. She doesn't discriminate. She just loves love and she loves sex. So she's living her wanderlust. You know, one of one of her partners has a houseboat and they just like sail together. And <laughs> she's just like eternally bronzed and has like a gorgeous tan line because her bathing suit is... She has like one of those like earrings that connects to a belly chain. So it's just like a very yes. long, gorgeous chain. Um, so so that's many what chains. Doing. So much jade jewelry and like precious yeah. stones yep. and crystals. Absolutely. A lot of amethysts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Love. Um, and she's, she's just really living her best life. And she'll probably check in with them like on like a gal Zoom wine meetup, maybe like once a month or something. Yeah. I feel like it's like, I imagine Samantha, because I'm trying to think of like an, what an inciting incident is to make Carrie decide that she has to change everything. Right. And maybe it's Samantha confronts these women and just yeah. says, like, you all are the most toxic people I've <laughs> ever met in my life. Right. And it's like there's a big blowout before Samantha leaves New York. I think that's a really good point. And I think it's she's like, I need such a new slate. I need to change locations. She's like, mm-hmm. I. And also it sends a message like, you know, this is something Carrie thought would never happen. You know, she thought my friends will be here my rider dies. But like something happens with like toxic squad culture as you get older where it's like, bitch, you're in your 40s and 50s. Like that doesn't fly anymore. You got to be nice now. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. there's, a, I love there's it. definitely an inciting, a point. Okay. So Miranda, this is very meta and this crosses over into real life. Miranda realizes the law that she's doing. Um, she wants to get more into like civil rights law. She wants to get more into environmental law. And so she's considering running not, she wants to run for city council. So okay. she does want to get into Start local small, office. build from there. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, she's running for local office, which means like she's really like pushing the boundary of she's having to become more social than she's comfortable with. But in doing so has met all these like incredible like-minded people that maybe were on her frequency and all along and she maybe wasn't inviting in the kind of friendships she wanted. So all these women mm-hmm. are still really good friends, but we start to explore them developing new ones. You know, like... Miranda's got a lot of really like she connects with them on a really intellectual level. Um, you know, she she re- rekindles friends from college. And so she's really like of the people for the people and just like stepping into her maturity a little bit more, I think. OK, I love all of this. Um so I think I also love that these women are having kids well into their 50s. And in Carrie, <laughs> yep. like Carrie's case, it's like she's like 55 and <laughs> yeah. newly pregnant. And it doesn't so that matter. is just that's beautiful. <laughs> yep. I love that. It's Sigourney Weaver in, in Baby Mama. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So I feel like I feel like Carrie, she might even realize that she's joined a cult by the end like she might get sucked into something like a new age or a group of people who are eventually trying to recruit her and her spawn to like be part of their cult right because she's it's hard it's a rocky road on the on the path to self-enlightenment absolutely i mean you're vulnerable hasn't joined a cult briefly you know thinking that that was just a 12-step program that was going to make them feel better you know yeah. So I think that's and also not only can she have kids, she has beautiful, healthy, like athletic kids at, at 55. Yeah, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with these kids They're And she can keep popping them out. So they're definitely going to yeah. use that. OK, yeah, I love that. OK, so I feel like we I'm even I could see this movie taking place like 
right before COVID. Yes. And then, or like the, the first part takes place right before COVID. Yep. And then we just fast forward like three years yeah. post COVID or Love a year that. post COVID. Cause yeah. I feel like it's like we open on New York yes. like, and obviously as we do in this world and Maybe the ladies are at brunch or where else what would are they, they do? Mm. Yeah, they're, okay, they could be shopping. They could be do, trying out perfume scents. They could be. Mm-hmm. But I, lo- I love a brunch. This place just opened up and it's yeah. gorgeous. And they're and really they're loving New York. We're catching up with all of them. We yeah. see Carrie is up to her old tricks. She's just writing her her books now. She has yep. a series of books. Yep. She's living in that that penthouse yeah. and like but now moved finally to the top floor yes. like she originally wanted. Yes. And her life is just very much the same. Shopping, writing, yeah. kind of sex shaming. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Judging. Yeah. Um <laughs> she so we like it's like all the ladies are getting ready to meet for lunch. It's very devil wears Prada yes. opening. Great. And so then we see Samantha like on her Bluetooth, like yep conducting business in the office and just being like a boss bitch yes and then she's like oh I'm late and then hangs up and gathers her Birkin and heads out the door of course it's a Birkin yep Mm -hmm. we see Charlotte dropping her six kids off at (laughs) daycare yep and maybe she's like bidding farewell to Lily and Rose because they're a little bit older and they're going to like high school Right. And then she's dropping the four younger ones. Maybe she got IVF and she had quadruplets. I I was going to say, I think it was just kind of like an all at once big surprise. Yep. Yeah. So she has uh, quadruplets. quadruplets. Yep. Yep. And a uterus that is angry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's had some postpartum issues. Absolutely. She's really, her pelvic floor is just like obliterated That's she's a runner a she got point. she got it all back pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah yeah so she's dropping the quads off yep. at quads. this daycare yep. <laughs> and like wiping you see her kind of wiping each of their face she's very like fastidious yeah, about keeping Trenton, them presentable you know, and clean uh, yeah uh, central all these kids yep <laughs> like central <laughs> is a beautiful Trenton name for a child central <laughs> <laughs> Maisie Maisie and Duke. I love it. I like one girl, three boys. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is what she asked for. Yeah. Or is it, is it four girls? So she's basically had, and they're all kind of like sex there. She like gave birth to her own friend group in a way. I love that. Let's go with that. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. So it's like Mary, aka Carrie. Mary Carrie. Um, uh, Pamantha. Pamantha, really? Uh, I feel like Pamantha, I mean, we could start it and it could blow up because of this movie and become yeah. the hottest name Pamantha. ever. Pamantha. If a kid can be Apple, a kid can be Pamantha. Pamantha is beautiful. And Pam beautiful for name. short. Pam, yeah. And they'll say, are you using your Pam. name Pamela? No, it's Pamantha, obviously. Pamantha. Ever heard of it? And they're like, no, but I love that But name. I really Would love that ring. I named my kid Pamantha? And you're like, absolutely not. Go for it. Do it. It's yours. <laughs> Mary Pam. I like also that they have kind of like Midwestern middle-aged Yes, names. yes. Yeah, because she likes um, to bring a little bit of the country to the city. You know, she's got that kind of classic mm-hmm. Midwest vibe. Yeah. Um, Mary Pam. Miranda, 
what's a like a Miranda? Randy. Randy, yeah. Yeah. Um Randy and So does she have one that's just named after herself? Yeah, Charlotte Jr. Charlotte Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Charlotte Jr. has been wearing pearls since birth. Yeah, yep. she has yep. like she's very classic yes. in every way. Absolutely. So yep. she, she's dropping the girls off at daycare so they can have like their socialization with the other babies. Yep. And then she's running out to go meet up for brunch as well. Right. And maybe at this brunch, they all get like the New York Times news alerts about like COVID's kind of been percolating yes. a little bit. Yep. But it, there have been mutterings. It's like, yeah, January 2020, like it hasn't really hit the states, but everyone's a little bit nervous. Right. But certainly not going to wear masks yet. Just nervous no, and not, talking about not it. Not in a place of mass, nervous, yeah. talking about it, wondering yeah. what it means for them, yeah. but not really thinking it's going to be that serious. Right. Right. And so they're all, yeah. And it's like brutal winter. So we get like a lot of fur. A lot of action. fur. Yeah. A lot of fur, large hats. Mm-hmm. And they need a whole other chair for their person, all the other things that they have scar. You know, it's like such a, it's such a to do. To undress. Yeah, for when brunch. they all arrive, they're undressing and revealing their gorgeous outfits underneath oh, they're their first. So it's a real fashion moment. It's mm-hmm. a very like Nicole Kidman undoing a lot of long coats. Yes. Yeah. And we get a lot of like boots in the snow. Absolutely. Boots in the snow that are not functional, but they look fantastic. No, like you or I would slip and Eat fall and break instantly. a bone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. These women, no, no question about these it. These women are uh, it. They'll run to hail a cab in these. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just on their tiptoes. How do uh-huh. they do it? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so they're at brunch. They've unveiled their outfits. They're all sitting down and kind of gabbing yep. about this, uh, their lives and then this like virus that's happening. Yep. What are their perspectives? I feel like this could be a moment. This is that, like, is maybe where the divide starts to happen. Yeah, like we see maybe Carrie's just like, who knows, like what'll happen? I'm sure we'll be fine. Or like maybe Big and I will just go to like Mexico or something. Right. I think I think Carrie's main concern is that she's not going to be able to go have Cosmos with the girls. Like the idea Mm -hmm. of restaurants closing is just like, I don't think she's really thinking about um, the effect it'll have on people. And I think that that's starting to become apparent that it's maybe like a me, me sort of thing. Yeah. Um, she's like, did you guys see this like alert? And everyone's like, yeah. And she's like, what about shopping? Like, how right. are we going to shop? Like, what about getting together? Like, right. and it is very me. And she's like, but I mean, the good news is I can work remotely. I always have from my bed, you know, so mm-hmm. at least there's that she can write from home. But yeah, she's like, at least I don't have an office. Like, right. But what's going to happen? And the other women do. So she's not realizing how mm-hmm. she's sounding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're kind of getting a little like prickly at her. Yeah, but she's, and she's she's really had like she's yet. drinking during the day, which is like a little suspect already. You know, she's like they're all two glasses of champagne. Two in. glasses of champagne. She said a mimosa without the orange juice, which was mm-hmm. okay. So that's champagne. Yeah, yeah, and she chugs that immediately, immediately. sets it down. And she goes another. Keep them coming. Yeah, and no and one's there. But so some so <laughs> so the other table's like, I guess I'll tell a waiter that. I, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's very bossy. Yeah, she's like she's when even when she comes in, she's like, "Can I give you this?" And it was just like another person leaving. They're the like, restaurant. Uh, yeah, a much shorter person. And even though she's so petite, mm-hmm. a, a child actually catches it with their head, and they're like, "Sure." 
Yeah. She throws her she coat thinks they're a hook. on a child. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Carrie's kind of like, and we don't know what she's going through. That's, you know, there, there could, she could be having a crisis. Maybe it's about just having had a kid that late in life, you know? Yeah, she's had, I, I feel like even she hasn't had her kid yet. Okay. Maybe like her kid is part of her like grand awakening. Got it. Got it. Got it. This is kind of, like, she's in a reckless place. Yeah. And she could even be like, oh, well, thank God I don't have like kids to worry about. Like they can be reading off these news alerts and be like, well, they, they just had cases in the UK. Like maybe London is like yeah. locked down. Yeah. And like Charlotte's like, what? A, I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't take the quads to daycare yeah and carrie's like oh thank god apple and I vinegar montessori school right like mm-hmm. what is she gonna do yeah and so and then carrie also is like leaving the table every once in a while to smoke she's fully like <laughs> smoking a pack a day again and she's pissed that she can't smoke inside and they have to remind her mm-hmm. i mean it's been decades that this has been outlawed and in fact yeah. and even on the even in the outside they say sorry you have to take it to the street so she's all the way out on the, you know way on the sidewalk pissed off smoking all, and you said it's so cold so you can see her breath and she's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. She's just very rude to everyone yeah. around her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, all the other women are kind of, they're worrying about their lives. She's very oblivious. Right. And then maybe Samantha is like, well, I'm nervous because as you all know, I've been through chemo and right. I'm hearing that. I'm in a vulnerable community. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I will do if I have to be just alone with no one. Right. And her job is PR and there won't be events. So she'll be Mm -hmm. without a job and at risk. Yeah, she's very nervous. Maybe she also got just like she raised another round of money for her business or something. And so now she's either indebted to investors or like a lot is riding on her company like taking it to the next level and if it does it's gonna be huge but this is that in-between time where it could all implode right yeah and she's like i could lose everything and carrie's like you'll be fine sweetie i gotta go smoke and And carrie's like just find a guy and and you know yeah that's not what samantha's gonna do that's not her that's not her spine line Mm mm-mm and so Carrie goes outside to like smoke her cigarette yeah. and I guess all the girls have a moment where they're like, yeah. are we going to talk about this? Yeah. And then they talk shit about her behind yeah. her back. They have a really long moment where they don't talk and it's just eyes and you just focus on eyes looking across the table and, it, and we mm-hmm. know what they mean. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Charlotte's eyes say, she's acting weird, isn't she? And then, you know, Samantha's eyes are, we need to talk to her. And then they, yeah. and then they do make a plan. Yeah. Yeah, they're maybe like, are we going to, they're like, are we going to say something? And then they're like, maybe we'll just lightly mention the drinking or something like that. Right. Not full on intervention. She won't take that well. But yeah, yeah. just like a loving nudge in the, in the other direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So maybe Carrie comes back in reeking of cigarette smoke. Oh, and yeah. Like Charlotte is kind of like, ew. Yeah. And they Charlotte's all, got a like, sensitive respiratory tract too. Totally. Yeah. And then like a waiter comes and Carrie orders another drink. Yep. Yep. But this time maybe it's a martini. Yes. Yeah. And it's again, it's still 1115. So, mm-hmm. and it's a Wednesday, you know, there's it's early there's, in the it's day, early in the day. She gets a, a martini with a twist. Um, and the other women are like, well, we, they have to get back to work soon, you know? I mean, this is a, I know that we don't see them working often, but this has been a two and a half hour brunch now, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but they have to talk to her. 
And maybe Samantha's like, sweetie, should you be really drinking like that? Like, middle of the day. And Carrie's like, gets really prickly. Extremely defensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, I think I'm a grown woman. I can do whatever I want. I thought this was New York. You know, she's always using that and it doesn't work for everything. Do you know what I mean? It absolutely doesn't. <laughs> you can't but that's just... her excuse for anything anyone yeah. says to her when they disagree when she with shoplifted. her. It's... I'm sorry. I thought this was New York. Okay. Please. Yeah. No, honey. It's not. It's not. It's not how New it works. York. Right. So Carrie gets very, she gets angry. Yeah. And then she, I think she lashes out at all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think and so she too. she says, you know I what? Think, yeah. I think it's like a booze and booze fueled. And also, you know, that feeling, nobody likes that feeling of being cornered when you're outnumbered and like three Mm. people are cornering, cornering you. I mean, I get defensive when one person confronts me, let alone three of my closest friends. I would feel like they had planned this, like if it was premeditated. So she does not handle that well. And Carrie says all of that, what you just said to them. And she's like, you know. I need a break from you guys. Like, fuck you. Like you all have, like, maybe you have an office to go back to. I don't have to do anything. Like I'm a free woman. I can do whatever I want. And And she's saying this. she's knocking things. I can do whatever I want. She's got so many accessories. She's knocking the sugar off the table and she's making a little bit of a scene. She's making a total scene. And even Charlotte or Miranda are like, calm down. Like you just sit down, like take a load off. We didn't mean anything by it. It's just truly concern. Yeah. I I don't need your concern. Yeah. Fuck you. Cause she, she really can hit the fuck hard. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And she, she flips out, grabs her stuff and then just storms out of the restaurant. Yeah. And it's absolutely shocking. No one saw this coming. And Not Charlotte even the just audience. says, I guess we'll take the check. You know, and she's just very small and it's scary. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen at that point. Yeah. And maybe we see Carrie kind of running through these winter streets yeah. and she's drunk and kind of confused. Yep. And she's projecting a little bit. Like she runs into the middle of traffic and a cab mm-hmm. comes and, 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 uh, you know, almost hits her and she slams the hood and goes, fuck you and it's like well you know it was don't walk you know but and yeah she goes I thought we were in New York and she keep and she's yelling that at everyone you know and it's, and we are in New York but and he goes watch where you're walking and it's this whole thing yeah get your shit together Bradshaw. right right and maybe she, she even runs like and her her boot gets <gasps> caught in a great great yes wedding planner vibes love this yep and she falls yep. and <sighs> breaks, breaks a bone or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A bone that makes it impossible to wear shoes. I would say maybe it's a foot. So she has to wear one of those ugly boots. Yeah, I think she breaks her foot and possibly like a collarbone. Love so that. she's like yep. in a sling and a boot. And it, it, this becomes like a wake-up call for her. Yep. yep. Like she lands herself maybe in the hospital because of this. Yeah. And the girls do come. They come to visit her, but it's quiet. I mean, and it's tense. It's tense between all of them. And it's like, Carrie's not willing to apologize yet. They're not going to apologize. Certainly not. So I think it is starting to hit her like, oh, I'm going to lose them. You know, like they're going to become acquaintances, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and Carrie's like, like, can someone help with the medical bills? And that's not their job anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And they say no. And Samantha says, no, I, I have to, COVID's coming and 
I got to hold on to every dime I have. Yeah. And they say like, this might be the last time that we see each other for a while. And like, I hope everything works out for you. The stock market, I think that day is the day the stock market takes like a huge plunge. Huge plunge, yeah. So Big's whole job. Oh is yeah, like Big's an in jeopardy. Is completely fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And and Carrie's just kind of sitting there, hooked up to all these monitors, and they say their piece, and then the girls are like, "Lennox Hill, what's near here? Oh, there's a great tapas." And they leave. They leave to go mm-hmm. have brunch. The three of them to go have lunch you know near what? Lennox Hill. Maybe the stock market plunges and big is he like had put all his money like his retirement staked everything, everything into stocks he loses it all yep and as carries in the hospital he kills himself <laughs> <laughs> so big kills himself big because if yeah, he can't big, provide so- he doesn't feel like it's worth living money is life to him mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And Carrie's medical bills are mounting. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and Big had a lot of secrets that are then now left to Carrie. I mean, not, obviously he was in stocks, but there was also some insider trading happening. And I think the stocks plunged. Everything was coming to a head. He knew he was going to get found out. Their their house was going to be seized. All of their, you know, what's it called when they like recall, they take all the furniture back because you owe. Mm-hmm. And he knows that's that's about to happen. And that's he's no longer sexy if he doesn't have any of those things. So, yeah. No. And he doesn't want to live through that. And I think we get a really gritty scene yeah. in like a Wall Street office with just chaos and everyone yeah. freaking out. Yeah. And it's very kind of like muted grays. I love that. And he's going through paperwork yeah. and crunching the numbers. And, and it's just not looking realizing. good. Yep. Yeah. So he heads to the roof yep. in just the February snow. Oh, it's, yeah. And Hail, it's, bluster, blistery winds. Yep. Yeah. And you just see him walk off. He walks it's very off, dark. And just like in Shawshank, he said, it says big was here. There's like a little note that was <laughs> carved into the floor yeah. of the roof. Yeah. He takes a little like pocket knife. He's a pocket knife. Out. Yep. Hugo mm-hmm. Boss. I mean, again, he, he dies in class. It's He's got gorgeous. a beautiful yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so, a big, so it's a lot of loss at once. A lot of loss. So Carrie has truly lost everything. everything. And then COVID hits. Yep. And we see her, I mean, she's just like, I, maybe we get like a montage at that point of just like news stuff being like COVID-19 has hit the States and like shots of like the empty streets of New York and Los Angeles and London and Paris. We have like, you know, like it's really sentimental commercials that end up being for like Hyundai, you know, that are like, Mm -hmm. like times are tough. You're, you're, you're a derelict. That's why you have a 0% APR financing on a Hyundai. So, (laughs) so it carries and it's all just like, she's saturated with this, right? Inundated with it. Maybe we open and it says like six months or it says like one year later. Yes. And she, we hear her kind of talking and you think it's a voiceover, mm. but she's in a meeting. Right. You see, so it's shot from behind and she, and it says like, I couldn't help but wonder. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. of course that's, yeah. and it's her sharing in a, in a group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. And, it, it, and maybe it's, it's AA. Yeah. 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 And she's talking about like just really having like a come to Jesus moment with herself. I love that. 
So this is like at this point, I guess we're in like late 2021, potentially early 2022. Right. Right. And she's sober and she's mm-hmm. got her chip. Uh, how much time she's does she celebrating have? a year? She's celebrating a Maybe year. She's, yeah. Celebrating a year, a year and a half or yep. something like that. Yep. And she's like actually, I, I guess she, two years if it would be, but we'll just say it's like two years later. Wow. Yeah. So she's really huge time jump. <laughs> huge time. Yeah. It, th- this production, there's so much to fill in. We had to jump two years. Just mm-hmm. like, what's that? What did I just watch that? Oh, and a teacher in the last episode, they're like 10 years later. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Love that. Let him be 30 now. <laughs> you can do that now. You yeah. can absolutely do that now. Um, so yeah, so she's, and she has a commitment at the meeting. She's like the timer. This is, and these are her people, you know, they're all drinking mm-hmm. kind of shitty coffee after. Um, but she's, there's even, there's a, there's, she's different. Something different about yeah. her. She definitely is not like, like the clothes have changed. Yes. I mean, she lost, she truly lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And she talks about that. And yeah. then now she like lives, you know, in a very humble apartment. Yep. Yep. And has been kind of trying to pick up the pieces and like put her life back together. Yep. But maybe she also talks about just like, there's no, like, my life has no meaning. Like I look for it and I'm glad to be sober, but it's really hard to like find joy in the day to day. Yeah. Especially when so much of her identity in her life was material things and her kind of codependent relationships with her friends. So Mm -hmm. she's like, I've kind of had to like rewrite my narrative, you know? And, and like, she's like, I feel like I like dumped a lot of my problems on other people and I don't know who to, you know, now she takes it to the meetings. Now she takes it to the meetings. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe like we cut from Carrie to Miranda. And so we're doing kind of like a catch up of like two years later where these women now and Miranda is like, She's in an office. It's kind of bare bones, but she's still like delegating. And then her assistant comes in and is briefing her on what needs to happen for her city council run. Right. Right. Yep. And she has and we know we know that she's running because everyone's wearing, you know, Miranda for city council pins. And Mm -hmm. she has sort of a a politician suit on, if you will. You know, it's either a red or a blue and it's crisp and tailored and there's shoulder pads and. And yeah, she's, she, God, she's been there all night. I mean, she, this has been a, this is a long campaign. Um, mm-hmm. She's, she, and there's takeout around because she's just been, again, always a workaholic. <laughs> totally. And I think we even see like maybe Brady is working on her campaign too. So I love he that. comes in yep. and he's like, he gives her like a file or something like That's that. Great. But we see, and he's like, mom, like. Don't get, or he gives her like some vitamins to take or something. And how old would Brady be now? I guess he would be like, so he was a toddler in 2004, 2000. And so he'd be probably 18. Okay. So he's hot. Early 20s. He's really hot. He's like, Mm -hmm. he could be a politician eventually too. There's like, he's just like very charismatic, that like gorgeous red hair. And he's just very mm-hmm. striking. I just think that's important. Yeah, absolutely. It's very important for him to be sexy. Yep. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Um, so Brady comes in. We get that moment between them. Yep. Maybe. 
I feel like Steve's not for some reason I go to like Steve's not in it maybe they lost him due to COVID and that's how they're like picking up the pieces and like what kind of because I think he was still a bartender I think that you know he was running scout and because bars were really late to close he got COVID because Mm -hmm. he and even during COVID he wasn't telling Miranda that he was keeping the bar open you know those like prohibition style bars that Mm -hmm. stayed open and he ended up getting sick yeah yeah. And so we also lost Steve. So all the so male, <laughs> all the men in this are just dying off. They're dying off. Yeah. yeah. And it's women having to just like pick up the pieces and really reevaluate yes. their lives. Yes. And like this has brought Miranda and Brady like closer together than ever. Like obviously they work together now, but yeah. like it's strengthened their relationship. Absolutely. They have a really unshakable bond. And you know, she might not have been great with babies, but she's great with adults. So they have kind mm-hmm. of this like new relationship uh, that they're like getting to discover in real time together. That's like, you know, he's a young man now and uh, and he's the man of the family, you know? Yeah. Steve's gone. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Then I think actually we do have one man. Maybe Harry survived because he yeah, like we love Harry. Charlotte kept him. Yeah. She kept him in the house, like would not let him leave. Right. Like, yeah. and they just like hunkered down yep. on the Upper East Side and like Charlotte was wiping down grocery. Like she went immediately, I think, from brunch into hiding, like picked the quads yeah. up. Yep. Basically. Well, luckily they have another the apartment. The... If she ever goes to brunch, yeah. she can quarantine on her own in a neighboring mm-hmm. apartment that they bought just yeah. for COVID so that they could all yeah. do that when they needed to. Well. And they probably had to expand their living spaces now that they had six children. Absolutely. So yeah. So they bought the it building. It makes sense that they had a yeah. lot of real estate. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. Yep. Um, so, or maybe did they move to like the Hamptons? Okay. And just like relocate out there. And, and that's kind of where. And she takes the jitney in when she, yeah. And she rents out a jitney, just her own, just one driver and her in a jitney to go see mm-hmm. her girlfriends. Yes. I think that they're probably in West Hampton now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And maybe that's where this nanny thing and like the child care, like yes. she started, yep. she started the co-op child I care with her community of moms yep. and she's very like, maybe she's even like mommy blogging and kind of started because like art galleries had to close. I think she's doing like a keto mommy blog. That's like telling mm-hmm. you about how like kids can have alternative sweets with like monk fruit and things like that. And yeah, and this co-op is all like, yeah, sustainable foods and um, alternative learning. Um, but there is like a, and it's a big nod to art because she loves art history, you know? So she mm-hmm. teaches these little kids about, like, they have this like incredible knowledge of art at this really, really young age. They're yeah. these like oh, really well-versed, worldly kids. My God, I'm like ready to move there and have kids so they can join her Baby curators. Art collective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And she's yep. like donated all her and Harry's artwork to that space. So it's just like oh. you go out in the lawn and there are beautiful sculptures, et cetera. Right. And when they have like physical activity, when they have like their gym class, it's just like, okay, let's all run on the beach, you know, like let's all get our surfboards on. So it's just like mm-hmm. they're living the life. Yeah, and she it's like very beautiful and yep. even like pastoral. And oh yeah, yeah. It's so it's a one eighty from like her kind of stuffier Upper East Side. Existence. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And then we cut to Samantha. Yeah. And we see her potentially. I mean, she's in Bali at this point. Yes. 
she could be like teaching a yoga class or like we see her like in downward dog. So it's just like the first shot is like yep. on her ass. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, a beautiful like upward dog. Yep. She's in the nude. She looks exquisite. She's kind of like, almost, yeah, in this sort of like very primal pose. Exactly. Um, And then you think it's just her because like kind of the way the shot is very intimate. And then when it expands, it's like there's like hundreds of people watching. Hundreds of Mm -hmm. naked uh, yoga goers with her. Yeah. It's a nude. It's part of like the nude retreat. Yep. That she runs. It's nude. It's getting comfortable with your body. um, And yeah, she's thriving. And like as the yoga class finishes, like we see all these different types of people coming up to her and they're like, thank you so much. Like you saved our relationship. Right. Right. We have like a Maharaja comes up and he's like, thank you. And then we, yeah, we have exactly a couple that hadn't had sex in years. Thank you. Thank you. A newlywed couple that had waited, that had abstained. Thank you. We thought it wasn't going to work out for us. So yeah, she's revered, loved. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we see her just like draped in like a kind of sheer robe. Love. And she's like walking around her palatial Bali mansion. Yep. Yep. Rolling calls. Cascading linens behind her. Gorgeous. Yeah. Just blowing in the breeze with like huge banana palm leaves. Like it's so lush and green. Yep. And like she's doing her PR stuff and then like a hot guy comes in and is like they make out and like. And then maybe another hot guy comes in and then we know that she's going to have a threesome. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, I think she's like finally come to a place where she's comfortable and under like knowing she's not monogamous and everyone there just like, it's not culty somehow. They all just worship her and like the female form. And like a lot of the, her preachings are about appreciating the female body and like our, for, our, our form as it is and and that love is love and so yeah she's just really she's got like multiple partners but she doesn't really owe them anything it's more that they sort of like are there for her you know they're committed mm-hmm. to her <laughs> but she's just like sort of like this like wonder wanderlust spirit yeah there's a woman that i'm obsessed with and who lives in bali and her name's kim Anami, and okay. she preaches all about vaginal kung fu is her thing so she basically believes that like you can change your life by like getting your vagina and gear and like you can like beat wrinkles by having like a powerful vagina and like she's really just like she like moves furniture with her vagina wow she's like the matilda with her vagina (laughs) she has like an incredibly strong vagina yeah that's incredible. And also so sounds I thought, I like, like is kind of like a sim- the, what, the tip that Samantha's on in one way or another. I think so. I think she's been heavily inspired by her and maybe she's like in an apprenticeship. Like she's learning now the power of her own vagina while she's doing these teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that because presumably <sighs> she's an incredibly strong vagina herself. Oh, absolutely. Like powerful. Yeah. Like yeah. we see her even like doing exercises like this woman, Kim, well, like it's like she has a jade egg in her vagina, but it'll have like oh, a yeah. string on it, and then she'll like lift things. That's how she wow. like lifts things. So like she like will do Instagram photos of her like holding a surfboard, like Those via muscles, the jade egg. My and the God. String. Yeah. So it's like a whole vibe. Wow, good for her, man. I certainly couldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't hold a piece no, of paper. No, I don't think so. <laughs> 
So yeah, so Samantha is is really like in her divine light, her divine power, and just she's like really being appreciated and seen and like not shamed in any way, which I think like is you know, like she loved the New York lifestyle, but she was really tired of dealing with these like sexist pigs. And it's like to rewrite her narrative and have her be the head bitch in charge. Like she's loving it. Yeah. Maybe she just had a book come out that was yes. like, she like a memoir where she told her entire life story and yeah. like how she kind of facilitated this change. Yes. And in it, she talks about the toxic female friendships Love. that she had prior and specifically talks about a woman that it, like she never names Carrie, but it is Carrie. It is Carrie. It absolutely. And there are chapters and chapters about this like awful person that just like made her life hell. And yeah. like had, she like really had to reevaluate yeah. like the friendship and how it made her feel. And so that book has also like just been released. Yes. Yes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So she's really like peaking like she's good. Yeah. She's, she's And also it's interesting because she I feel like so much of the series was her kind of championing Carrie and helping her with the PR stuff for her book. And it's all sort of like flipping now, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like all eyes on Samantha a little bit, you know. And you know what? I think this will really get Kim Cattrall interested and want to be. I think so, too. Yeah. If we can get a little meta with it and yeah. give her the chance to kind of air out SJP in, yeah. in the movie form, yeah, then it's like... Well, and so much of it takes place in, in Bali, too. She's not even going to really have to see much of SJP. Absolutely. So yeah. it's a win-win for Kim. Absolutely. Yep. So maybe it... And maybe even we see Samantha, like, instead of rolling calls, like, she's actually doing, like, a televised interview with, like, Good Morning America yes. or something. Yes. And she's talking about her book, and they're like... her what, What's her book title? Me and my underneath. Or, like, me... <laughs> underneath me. Underneath me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like oh, that. Oh, I like that, too, because that's yeah. kind of sexy. Underneath me. Underneath me by Samantha Jones. Oh, I would read the shit out of that. Same. It's a New York Times bestseller number one on top of the charts everywhere. And we cut back to New York and it's just like in every window of every bookstore, like all the TVs, like Times Square has a ad for Underneath Me by Samantha Jones. Yep. Yep. She's and it's really exciting, too, because she's probably almost 60 at this point. And is like, yeah, and is in her 60s, in her 60s and doesn't look it, but is this voice for that generation? Like, you know, she's for for the the, this, you know, this second coming, this this second coming, if you will, this new sexual (laughs) awakening for that age group as well. Um, yeah, she just like defies the 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 she defies age. She doesn't she she just exists. She is just this being. 
Mm-hmm. She's just energy, yes. pure energy. Yep. Yep. So Samantha, like, I think also now Carrie is haunted. We're back in New York. We're seeing her yep. haunted by this book. Like, totally. There's, and, and there's a lot of reading, like ugly feelings coming up. Mm-hmm. She's reading like a chat. She's reading it and maybe in her humble apartment. Yep. And she's really confronted with the worst version of herself, which yep. even though she's been in recovery and stuff, like I think that there's a lot of stuff that she still hasn't processed. Totally. Yep. And, and when she tried to make amends with the Samantha, Samantha declined. So she's mm-hmm. also had to sit with sort of being ghosted by Samantha and sitting with her feelings and what she's maybe what damage she's caused. Yeah. And maybe we even see like Samantha is still in touch with the other women like over yes. Zoom, but mm-hmm. Carrie is not like part of their group anymore. Yep, exactly. Yep. And Carrie's reading this book and realizing like how her friends truly felt about her this entire time. Cause of course, Samantha like is talking about her dear friends, like Charlotte and Miranda and how they process this like toxic, selfish person. It's very clear who it is. Right. And also like she uses a surname that's like very close. It's like Mary, you know, she's like this person in my life, Mary Tadsaw, you know, it's like very on the nose. So there's just no one's left to wonder. No, and and Carrie is, I think, ashamed, and maybe she even, like, relapses briefly in that moment. I think she has a bender. I think what the catalyst for it, too, is do you remember the episode where the SNL um, talent coordinator sees her? So she Mm -hmm. runs into Nina, and if you think it was bad before, (laughs) Nina sees her, and she goes, Carrie! (laughs) I saw the book. Saw the book. Yeah. So, and so Carrie t- makes a beeline for, and not even a nice bar. She goes to like, she gets like picklebacks at a shitty bar. Somewhere that mm-hmm. she can be at, like just anonymity. And she gets just sloshed, bender. Yeah. And maybe even someone at that bar, like a younger girl or something is like, are you Carrie Bradshaw? Yep. And she gets recognized and she's just like, she's just so ashamed. And that right. night she decides like, like we just see her. It's very dark. She's drunk and like yeah. sad. Yep. And so like pulling curtains out. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Face down in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. The next morning she wakes up and decides like I have to like I have to change everything. So we see a big montage of like collecting bottles. We hear like the clinking. And then there's like a lot of trips to the recycle because there's a lot of bottles to throw away. And yeah, yeah she's like it's like. And something's different, you know? And, and she's even going through her closet. She's donating stuff. She's donating mm-hmm. shoes. She's Marie Kondoing her space. Oh, my God. Maybe. Okay. Part of Samantha's book has, like, a how to change your life. <gasps> so Carrie decides to follow Samantha's book. If you can't beat them, join them. Yes. She's like, okay, well, she, clearly she's doing something right. And so, she, yeah, she... And, and she, she misses her friends. She wants to like yeah. reconnect. Like ultimately she just wants to be able to reconnect with them. But she knows that like she can't, she can't keep living the same way she's been living. And it's almost like initially when she decides to do it Samantha's way, it's like, well, maybe this will be uh, like common ground that I can share and will like help me reconnect. But along the way, it, it's not about that anymore. It's just about this like self-actualization and she's actually really growing. Yeah. And healing. Yeah. So it's like step one 
is that Samantha's all about like no more booze. Yes. So Carrie cuts it cuts it all out. She's carrying does the throws the bottles away. Yeah, she goes then, to like quench. She gets like a month long like juice, a lot of like greens delivered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like learn step two, learn to like prepare like be able to prepare food for yourself. She's meal prepping. Yep. So we have to see <laughs> Carrie like try. We get a really comedic like yeah. scenes of Carrie trying to cook. And there's just like ratatouille, all these little mice living in her cupboards because she's never like opened her flower jar, you know? And Oh yeah. I think even like when she wakes up out of her bender, she wakes up similarly to that time that she had a mouse in her apartment and it was in her hair. Yeah. But it's like a lot, way more mice. And she has the classic hair. Carrie like... <laughs> You know, like that yeah. scream that she does. Um, she has like a lot of like squealing and but she but nevertheless, she persists. She like comes back, you know, she's like, OK. And by the end of it, right, like, you know, she's burned a couple of things. And by the end, you see her like she's got the Tupperware. She's putting in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So she really has fi- starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's like, yeah, we see her like with some kale and like quinoa and she's really like firing on all cylinders. And you're seeing her wear the same outfit multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause part of it, Samantha's program, the underneath me program is to really call your closet. Like clothes are not as important as the person who wears them. So Samantha's had a real like awakening as well in this time. A huge awakening. Yeah. 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 She's still like very glamorous and stuff, but she's like, ground glamorous but grounded and also like not identified by the things in her closet like she can she's so Mm -hmm. transient now you know she can pick up and be whisked to bali and it's like she still has everything she needs kind of thing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. she's just one of those people that like she probably does have a lot of clothes but like you would never really know like it's just kind of all so everything's so flowy you can't tell flowing ponchos exactly yep Mm -hmm. exactly caftans etc yes totally a lot of (laughs) lot of caftans um, so yes, yeah, so Carrie, so step two was, or step three, meal prep was one of the steps. So, so she's, <laughs> she's getting acquainted with her kitchen mm-hmm. um, and, and she's throwing she away the like that. stacks of delivery. She's like, I can't anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe even parting way with some of her most cherished Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. Magazines. Yeah. Yep. She chooses her and, favorites. Yeah. And gets rid of the rest. Yeah, or, you know, and step three might even be, like, will into the world what you want. So maybe we see her with the remaining Vogue. She's cutting through them. She's make, she's vision boarding. And mm-hmm. she's saying, okay, you know, abundance or, like, travel. And so we see her, and she's just, you know, we've never seen Carrie craft before. Never. You know? So she's, she's, it, she's put the Mac aside, and she's really doing the hands-on, like, boots-on-the-ground work. Yeah, and I think that she would make a gorgeous vision board because she has such an encyclopedic knowledge and like access to old Vogue. So it's like it's stunning, it's a and the co- like the color board. blocking is exquisite. And of course, it's still she like fashion leaning. Yeah, it's cool. yeah, not she, even exactly. a board; it's a whole wall. She's for pasting. Apartment. She's using Elmer's glue, and she's pasting on her wall because this is a whole life transformation at this point. Yep. And maybe she's even pitched her editor at Vogue for a new column idea where she follows. She's like, I'm going to follow the Samantha underneath me program and write about it. Yep. And write about my relationship. And this is how she can get back. Like, 
eventually reconnect with Samantha because she would have to eventually like interview her. So this is all part of her story. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And 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 Edith, her old boss, is still her boss. And she's like, oh, oh okay. absolutely. Okay. And find me a man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She'll never she'll never quit that job. She'll work until she's dead. Well, because yeah. she makes a lot of money per word there. So she better hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And Vogue's very interested in an expose about the two of them because they were very like, they're still in the public eye in the zeitgeist and anything yeah. with self-help and maybe too. Carrie, she writes a like a mea culpa of like I yeah. was the toxic friend and outs herself as yes the and that's the headline kind of Samantha's like how to lose a guy in ten days vibes it's like it was me I was the problem mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so that goes viral and based on the success of that viral piece she now has been tasked with like how like the next step is like how will these friends get back together right. Which is Ugh. which is a, a big risk because it's who knows? If, will they? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Right. So Carrie then I guess maybe we cut back to like Miranda Yes and Charlotte. Like they're they have read maybe they're on a Zoom with Samantha yeah. and they're like, Oh my god, like did You'll you never read? guess like Yeah. Yeah. Should we t- should we say anything to her? Blah blah blah. And they're all kind of talking about it and they're like Samantha's like, well, we'll see. I mean, I don't have much faith in her. Right. And- She's like, you know, carry and follow through aren't, aren't, yeah. aren't two words you hear in the same sentence, you know, or whatever. And so they're not holding their breath at this point. Yeah. They're like, she's like also classic Carrie, like making this book about her. Exactly. Like, like, oh, taking it to the press. Like, way to look within. Little do we know Carrie really is doing the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get back to Carrie and maybe she is like... She's is she gonna fly to Bali? Is she gonna do? A, is she gonna do a I silent mean, at, retreat? At this point, I think she might like get rid of her apartment. Even like, I feel like she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be attached to anything. I think like maybe the next step is like, um, like look at your environment and like make sure it matches you. And she's like, you know, walking through this apartment and she's like, I don't feel anything here anymore. Like these are all old memories, you know. Um, she also like lived through COVID in that apartment. So she's like, I could use a change of scenery, but she doesn't know where she wants to go. So she just like, like gets rid of it. And like, is just like, you just like see her with like a couple bags standing on the street. And it's like, what's she going to do? You know? Yeah. And, and where will she go next? Right. If any, yeah. So, so I think then she, does she go to Bali immediately? That's a good question. Does she feel, I think she she might go on a retreat. She goes on a retreat. And we see her really struggling on a silent retreat. Yeah. It's really hard not to. And she's like, you know, asking for the bar. She's doing a lot of like pantomiming, looking for things. And, and they and she almost gets kicked out a couple of times. Yeah. And, and her phone keeps ringing. It's, with other people. Yeah, yeah. It's very. She has a really tough time. This isn't some seamless transition over to like, you know, uh, to enlightenment. There's some hiccups along the way and we need to see that. And there's a lot of comedic relief in this, you know, and she's like, you know, she's wanting to because even if she's not drinking, she likes her mocktails. So she's still having to like abandon some of those. She likes the lifestyle of it all. And this yeah, is asking and she, her to and be wants minimal. salt for her food, too. So it's right. like it's like she's like right like and everyone is really admonishing her and I think there's like a moment a one-on-one moment with her and like the head of the retreat where they do break silence and they say like you're like you're this close to getting kicked out of here Miss Bradshaw like yeah yeah (laughs) you're breaking a lot of rules you're making this very much about you 
And like, I really would think about how selfish you're being in this moment. And that. And like, she hears the word and it's like selfish. And then it it like keeps echoing. It's weird. It's like, are we switching genres a little bit? But we're not. We're still in that universe. And she. Mm -hmm. And maybe we hear Samantha's voice in that moment. Like it goes selfish, selfish, selfish. And it goes, my most selfish friend. And like. Totally. And then we hear Charlotte like, yeah, she never really was there for me. You know, when you're hearing all the overlaps of all the different. You know, and then Brady is just kind of in there too for some reason. And he's like, mom, your paperwork's ready. Just a couple other things to sort of like (laughs) include in the universe. But yeah, I think this is her second like coming to. Yeah. And they're like, you have one more chance. I hope you can get it right. Yep. So she goes back and really hunkers down and is meditating. And we see kind of like, there's just something different in like her face and like the way she carries herself. Right. She's helping she's others. She's like really holding humble. doors. She's helping cook. She's without, without it, without there any gain on the other side. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a meet cute. Everything's not this like, you know, she realizes how much she rested on this like witty repartee between people, you know, cause she's really great at that. They're like back and forth, the bouncy, but she's realizing like what else is there, you know? Yeah. And the puns. Like I think even you a see a moment with her and the head of the retreat where Carrie is like trying to make a pun. Or, and she's and, like, I don't care. No, please yeah. stop. Yeah. Please. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, it's not cute. She says, it's not cute. <laughs> and that really hits her. Poor Carrie. I know. She really <laughs> is going through it. What's interesting is I love Carrie's character. This is just where it took me is that I just wanted her to have a yeah. little bit of a wake up call. It had to happen sooner or later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was, it was inevitable. Yeah. I so, think because I think the older you get, like the less patience your friends are going to have for that shit, you mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. So, um, so we see her kind of finish the yeah. retreat and graduation happens. It's like a beautiful scene and everyone's like, mm-hmm. you know, like a ceremony. Holding her yeah. their, they're like, they're holding her cheeks in their hands and. She's saying bye to everyone. Somehow she's befriended everyone at the retreat by the end. You know, you know how so quickly all it takes is one scene and suddenly she's, you know, hot girl on campus. So and she's we see that she's learned some lessons. She's learned some lessons. She has. Yeah. And maybe there's like a cute guy that was at the retreat and they like connect. Yeah. He's one of the guys that she made eye contact with like early on. Yes. I imagine that it's played by like Jared Leto or something. I love that. Yeah. Because he's got this very intense. A lot can be said with just eyes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has great eyes. And like they they have definitely had like some sort of attraction to each other. So as they're both leaving, she he's like, where where are you off to next? It's the first time she's heard his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And she's like, actually, I have no idea. Yeah. And maybe he's going to Bali or he's going to yeah. like somewhere Bali adjacent. It's revealed that he actually is like really well off. Like he mm-hmm. does these retreats to sort of like ground himself, but he has a plane and he was going to head to Bali anyway. And you know what? Maybe Carrie doesn't even know that Samantha's in Bali at that point. Maybe she's going with him just to be like, sure, why not? I'm throwing caution to the wind. I'm going to say yes to new experiences and like, yes, I'll go with you. Yeah. And part of her journey at the retreat is like, just trust that the universe will take you where it needs to go. Like stop forcing things, like stop trying to make things happen. Like things will just be. And so so that's part of it. Sure enough, Mm -hmm. there she goes. She boards this plane and they have like kind of like that fun 
you know, Fifty Shades where it's like, what are you waiting for? And they're like in the plane. It's like, love me like you do. And they're, but what's amazing is they're maybe connecting as friends. It might actually not be a romantic connection. It's unclear, which is like kind of very new, you know? Mm -hmm. Usually it's pretty zero to 100, but this seems like we're not sure what it is yet. I think both of them are in that space where they're like, you know, I, they talk very frankly about their past relationships and sexual experiences and they're both like, you know what? I, maybe we don't, maybe we can just be. And she's like, I love that. Yeah. And you see the plane like flying into the sunset and you see her and she is cute when she goes, I love that. And there is kind of like a cute, we see signature Carrie there and it is really charming. Um, but it's just sort of stripped of all the other stuff, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they land in this like gorgeous, lush, beautiful, you see this bungalow, you see the crystal blue water. It's stunning. And he, they're whisked off like in a car service Mm -hmm. or like a bit, like a Land Rover kind of like like a beautiful exotic (laughs) Land Rover. (laughs) Yeah. And into like driving into the jungle to his like palatial estate. Yes. Which actually ends up being the retreat. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's one of Samantha's partners and didn't know the overlap. Mm-hmm. He just had gone to the retreat and had and because he because, because he, he co-owns that space. He with co-owns her, that space. Like I think he's like a big founders. developer, but he's very like woo woo. Like you know, he does all this like big time business stuff, but he also likes to ground himself and go to these different things. So he little he's did a tech he know, billionaire. He's basically Jeff Bezos, but really exactly. hot. He's extremely good looking. He's got it all. He's got it all. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't have a huge ego, which is, but he's got a no. huge something else. Huge uh, dick. <laughs> he's got a long big, hair. big penis and long hair. Great eyes. Yeah. Very... And also cares about giving back and is like, what's your, pa- like, what's your passion? Yeah, he smells like, like, like patchouli and like cedar wood. And he's just, yeah, but he really, he really cares about the other. Yeah. The one mm-hmm. thing that Carrie was searching for. So little did, little did she know he was, you know, feeding her into the head, the eye of the beast. Yeah. So they're entering there. What? So Charlotte and Miranda, like, are we going to get, are, do they need to also come to the retreat? Like, do we need a big reunion? I think there's there? going to have to be a reunion. So, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure. Maybe Carrie's not actually at the retreat. She's like at his bungalow and he keeps talking about this thing he wants to bring her to. That's like really special. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, He's like, make yourself comfortable. She has her own like wing of his, like, he is like his, I feel like his house doesn't even have walls. Like it's just very like. Totally. It's all open air. And like Carrie's like running her finger along, like it's like gorgeous marble. And then she stops at like this calendar and she's like, and she has this like kind of like nostalgic moment. She's like, oh my God, Samantha's birthday. It's in a few days. And she, and like, she just has this like rush of, she feels old New York again, but all the good stuff. It's like only the good stuff that she can remember at this point. Maybe we get her uh, like into her memories and we see a montage of like yes. past birthdays, never before seen birthday celebrations yes. that the girls had with Samantha. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. They're giggling. They're dancing. They're wearing fat, fantastic outfits. They're out for phenomenal meals. But really what you're seeing is them just connecting. It's not about all the glitz stuff. It's about, they're, they just really speak the same language, these people. Yeah. And Samantha's, it's going to be Samantha's 65th. So maybe that's a good reason for her to also fly her dear, dear friends, yes. Miranda and Charlotte, 
and their whole families out yes. for like a all one everyone. of the f- first celebrations like post COVID where yeah. everyone can really get together. Yep. And I mean, the Kardashians did it. It's like they're on a very small island and it's very, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone got tested. So so they feel like they're in the clear. And yeah, yeah. everyone's been so safe. Otherwise, this is the first thing. This is the first uh, adventure they've all done. Yeah. And so we see also like Charlotte and Miranda, like their travel journey, like getting ready. They're boarding yeah. the private jet that Samantha sent for them. Oh, and they're having and a ball. They haven't been spoiled. It's royal spoil. They're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And and the girl, like all the quads are lined up. They're so cute. Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> yep. They've got sunscreen on their Rose nose. Are there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking beautiful. Brady's yep. there. He's so hot. And like oh. he and Miranda are going over like last minute stuff before the election, yep. which is like going to be right when she gets back. Yep. Yep. Right. That's true. This is a pressure cooker. T- this is excuse me. This is a pressure cooker time for for Miranda. But they all know. I mean, that's what's so great about them as friends is they know they have to put it all aside to celebrate their friend for a few days. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah. while they're on the plane, something comes up. They're like sitting in there and, and, and Charlotte's looking off and Miranda's like, what's going on? She's like, that's ah, nothing. And Miranda's like, no. And she's like, I don't know. Do you ever just think about Carrie? Like there is some part of them that really misses her. They love her. There were so many great yeah. qualities about Carrie. So and she's like, oh, forget it. And she's like, no, I miss her, too. And they had this sort of moment. Yeah, because now she's also been brought back into their consciousness with yeah. the release of Samantha's book. And they're right. really all thinking about her again. Yep. And they're like, and they also maybe don't know how to like bring it up to Samantha because it is such a sensitive subject. It's touchy. And, and the one time they did, she kind of shut it down, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And maybe like Mary, the quad, one of the quadruplets is like, who's Carrie? <gasps> and she's like, just a friend of mommy's from long ago, darling. Yeah. And, you know, maybe yeah. maybe on the plane ride, they like let themselves have this sort of guilty pleasure moment of like reliving some of those memories with the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just see like a really fun scene of them all like giggling and like l- it's kind of like how Carrie had just relived her youth. You see them reliving their youth, too. Yeah. And Lily remembers Carrie very well. Yeah. And so does Brady. So they're, I guess, kind of talking to this younger generation yep. and saying like their memories and everyone's kind of remembering like we did have some good times with this yep. person. Like she wasn't just like selfish all the time. Totally. And you also realize that like, you know, uh, the the culture that can the cancel culture that can happen when it's like everyone against one person, how it's like you guys can all feed these negative stories. And it's like it doesn't undermine all the all the validity to what they were saying but they are realizing that there was good stuff there yeah and so they're just in a in a very thoughtful place when they land in bali and like make their way to samantha's retreat totally of course samantha's like getting ready for her birthday and like no matter what even though she's a lot of humility and like one with the universe she still loves to throw a big birthday party Oh, yeah. It's going to be a massive celebration. Because also it's her 65th. It's a big and she has so much to celebrate. Totally. And so we see kind of like party planners coming in. Tents yep. are getting put up. A lot like of headpieces. Flowers. Yeah. So many headpieces and women like women on walkie talkies. Totally. And orchids everywhere. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah. And um, is that the moment that we see like... Jared Leto like he and Samantha meet and talk like are are pictured together and we realize like oh he's like connected to her I think I think so I think maybe he came to drop off her birthday present or something and to say like mm-hmm. I have a friend I want you to meet 
Um, because yeah. Jared Leto, I mean, because this character, let's call who should we call him? Um, maybe Piper. It's <laughs> a weird name that feels like a, a kid of Charlotte's. <laughs> His name should be like Suarez or like. Yeah, it's like Raja or something. Raja, like that. I like Raja. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's just not. I mean, not everybody would have followed their friendship all this time. He's he's just been like coming to these events to learn, but he's not in on the gossip and the drama. So no, he, he doesn't know about like writers and like a fashion writer in New York is like he, not really on his radar. You know, like those type of people that are like breathwork instructors that like every week have a new incredible friend group to introduce you to. So he's that kind of person. He just like collects relationships and great people. And so he's like, I can't wait for you two to meet. Like, I really feel like you guys will connect. I This person came into my life. It feels kismet. And so Samantha's like, great, like bring her along to the party, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love this. Yeah. So the part like... The part it's like the party is starting. We see yep. all the, we see a lot of celebrities arrive. I think this is where we get totally. like a, a lot of cameos, like a lot of cameos yeah. in this moment. This is where a lot of the budget went. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like cameos for like a one line <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like totally. oh Samantha, air kiss, air kiss. Exactly. Like, Hi, Christina like, Applegate. Hi. Yeah, Christina Applegate, Naomi Campbell's Venus there. Williams, we get a lot of, like fashion. Yeah. Venus Williams for sure. Mark Jacobs. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a lot of fashion. Yeah, and. I think, do we see, is it like Raja and Carrie are in the car, like on their way there and Carrie's. Carrie's like getting, you know, she's like, I'm nervous. Um, uh, okay. So Carrie's like putting on her earrings. And also this is the first time she's gotten like dolled up in a minute, you know? And so we yeah. see her kind of like giddy, like a kid. And she's like, I'm nervous. I haven't been around people in a while. And he's like, they're going to love you. And she's like, what was your friend's name again? Uh, I want to wish them a happy birthday when I get there. And he's like, Samantha. And then it's like, you know, and she's like, huh? And so like, maybe she doesn't know all the way yet, but like she has a clue. Yeah. And she's now like really terrified because she hasn't even seen, she hasn't seen any of these people any of these in people years. years. So she, maybe she makes truly it, she's like, like hated. She's like, I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta go back to the, and, and you know, she's trying to stall, delay, delay. I just realized I left. And he's like, oh, I'll get you a new shawl. Samantha's got plenty. She's in PR. So the more he's like, she's got a gorgeous closet. The more he's saying, the more she's like, oh my God, I know who this is. And and she's like, oh, I gotta. And then they arrive. They're there. So it's too late. It's too late. And now she's basically crashing Samantha's like beautiful birthday party. Yep. Yep. And does she, does she try and like hide her face? I think so. I think they give you these like beautiful banana leaf fans because it is hot this time of year in Bali. So mm-hmm. I think we see a lot of her like, excuse me, sorry. And so she's like, you know, the ice sculpture, she's behind that. And the banana leaf, she's behind that. And so she's really just trying to, uh, trying to blend as much as she can. We get a lot of physical comedy, which Sarah Jessica Parker's great at. It's very where she's fun. Like, We're getting a lot of like Carol Burnett ducking. vibes here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's so and small that she, a lot of squealing. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she's just very squirrely, like always kind of every corner she turns. It's like Miranda's there with Brady or and then she's like, and then Charlotte's there with someone else. And so she has like a lot of like hiding and sneaking around. Yeah. And but then, you know, Charlotte's got so many kids. It's inevitable that one of the kids was going to. So she's hiding in the coat closet behind a bunch of coats, which is kind of a callback to when she was like hooking up with that guy in the coat closet in one of those episodes. Mm hmm. And one of one of the kids, Randy, makes eyes from across the party and Carrie's going, shh, you know, she's signaling for her to be quiet. 
And the girl's like, mommy, mommy, and tugs. And Carrie's like, be quiet. And so, so Carrie, she gets away from that, but it's like, it's, it's about to happen. Things are about to implode. Yeah. Any second now. Any second. Yep. And maybe everyone gathers for a toast to Samantha and like, it's very quiet. Yep. And as like, maybe Raja is giving like a speech or there's like a couple speeches that are happening and while it's quiet, Carrie like trips over something or I knocks love that. the ice sculpture down and the whole ice sculpt like an ice sculpture of Samantha. I was thinking when she trips, she hits a switch and it turns out the backstage area is rotating and it rotates her out and oh. she looks like roadkill, like in that episode where she's on the runway and everything mm-hmm. there's like shattered stuff everywhere, China, ice sculptures, and she's like, Oh sorry. And they all and, <laughs> yeah. and they see her. Spotlight on her. Mm-hmm. And everyone gasps. Yeah. Yep. And I think at that moment, Samantha's like, like, you see Miranda go like, Carrie? And then Charlotte's like, oh. and Charlotte's and like, Carrie, you know, and she, but she knows mm-hmm. she shouldn't be She's excited. happier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because even her daughter, one of her daughters might be like, Mama, is that Carrie? And Charlotte, like, right when she's going to look over, but Carrie is gone. And so she's just like, no, totally. sweetie, Carrie's in New York. We don't know where Carrie is or yep. something like that. Yep. And so everyone sees her and then Samantha is pissed. Oh, she's, well, also, this was her big entrance. Yeah. So it's like, this at, her night. once again, Carrie's stolen mm-hmm. the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she throws up her hand. She's like, I couldn't just have this one thing, you know, like. Yeah. She, she's excuse me. I need to take a, a brief break and so like she, yeah, walks she off. Walks off. Linen's following her. A train that's she's 20 barefoot. Feet long, yeah. Bare feet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Carrie's like, you know, peels herself up and she's like, sorry. And everyone's whispering. And there's, mm-hmm. there's Dana again. <laughs> She's there watching her. <laughs> Carrie. Um, and it's just a lot of oh, those kind of looks. Yeah. Um, and so she's, um, so she kind of like meekly follows Samantha out to this like beautiful overlook area. The, the, um, the, what's it called? Like the um, balcony. The balcony. Yeah. And so they, maybe they have like a, do they have like a face off moment where they're, Samantha's like, I, can't believe you're here, but I'm also can't say I'm surprised because exactly. you always manage to show up at the most inopportune moments. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And I think she's expecting Carrie to fight back. And Carrie's mm-hmm. like, I know. And, you know, and Samantha. And then she keeps kind of berating her. She's like, classic Carrie. And then she's realizing that she, they're not having their usual tennis match back and forth because Carrie can't deny any of these things. And, and then she's like, I saw your little story or whatever. and and. You know, and then Carrie just has like this really, really earnest monologue where she's like, I don't expect anything, you know, maybe initially like there were some selfish motives behind me, um, behind me starting this quest that you had set out in your book. But like after time, it just like helped me and I'm sorry, you know, and like Samantha doesn't know what to say. And yeah. And she's she like, even you've been such a good friend to me. and. I took that for granted and I didn't realize it. Yeah. And even when we weren't friends, you were still the best friend to me that you could possibly be because I had your book and I followed what you were saying and 
you gave me so much and I just want to say thank you. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that this is your party. I swear. And like, yeah, I didn't plan anything. Like sometimes I'm just clumsy. And Samantha Samantha's can't, like, you are. She's like, you are, you are, honey. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. you know, you know, finesse was never your strong suit or whatever. And the other girls are watching from far away and they so badly you want see to come them over. kind and of she, in the, like, goes, in the okay, back, yeah. oh, oh, oh God, come over here. So they all <laughs> reunite and it is just like sort of this beautiful unspoken moment where they all just like take each other in and Carrie's like, I'm sorry. And you know, she's so, she doesn't even have her heels on. So she's just like a munchkin around. So them. tiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like, and they're all wearing their gorgeous outfits and heels. Cause Carrie couldn't, didn't have time to put her heels on. She looks up and she's like, I'm sorry. And they embrace and they all take each other in. This is beautiful. It is. It's a healing. It's a truly healing moment. It's a healing moment. And they're able to put it all aside. But it took, it took, it took time and boundaries. Yeah, it did. And I also think kind of in, to tie in like the Raja of it all, maybe Carrie like d- uh, renounced sex after Big died. So she's actually been celibate for yeah. two and a half years. Totally. And so she's that's not something using that she a- talks about yes. with Raja and like a huge reason why like they are kind of flirty with each other, but she's just like not in a place Absolutely. where she could even give of herself to like another person in that way. Right. Like, like she all, has to be. Yeah. Yeah. She has a lot of growth. She has a lot of grieving and growth to do. And even when the girls are all chatting and they're like, how's big, you know, Carrie's like, he died. And then, you know, she's like, how's Steve? And she's like, he died. And then they're like, really like, there's just a lot to unpack together, you know? And I think after they have their kind of makeup moment, Raja asks Carrie to dance and she's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not ready. And it's like this really moment where it's like, oh, she's, you know what? She's not going to take the romance route. She can't right now. Mm-hmm. She can't. She's going to be like about her girls and getting to know them. And she she's dances like, with them my instead. Dance card, my dance card's full. And she dances. Yes. She has to dance with all her friends, but then all her friends' kids. So it's like her dance card really is full. Yes. Yeah, so it's her and it's fine to be real. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and all the and everyone's and then you know ooh, 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 and the kids and Brady and they're all dancing and they're doing the like the silly little like hold the nose yes and, and you having, see like oh. a drone shot kind of like it starts yes. in but then it goes out and you just see like this beautiful party and like the Bali jungles Gorgeous. like popping off and like the music is kind of going into the night and it's like starry beautiful starry night like so clear yep and and then there's like a caption over the screen that's like for the friendships everywhere the timeless ones worth fighting for oh i love it i have chills oh and then it's like and i think yeah and during the credits we get a little bit of like follow-up of these stories that we implemented like we see charlotte like school like her school is just like Kill, like she started more schools oh, like yeah. in New York and in all these like other cities. Oh, and Harry's and so supportive. He's just like the most supportive. So supportive. Partner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see like the four quadruplets like sitting together having like a tea party and yes. gabbing. Yep. And they're like literally dressed like the their personalities are literally the personalities of Miranda Charlotte, Samantha, and Carrie. Yes. Yes. Love Samantha. Class. <laughs> Pamantha. They're uh, also they we see them talking and actually like Pamantha makes like a really like droll statement. And yes. then like Mary goes, Oh, Pamantha. 
and oh, like yes totally and it's yeah like it's 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 the future before our very eyes and they're all in the little circle they have their little like fake tea set with their little mm-hmm. plastic scones and Miranda's just one city council and they're all supporting mm-hmm. her and she's like cutting some ribbon or whatever she's like you know like and now let's start the 5k for lupus or whatever and like or and maybe every- she's unveiling one of Charlotte's schools I love that they're partnering together that's great and Samantha's yeah, like don't worry do and Samantha's in school, town like program yeah Samantha's like, in don't town. worry honey I'm doing the PR on this thing you know and so she's so they've got a big and then you see a newspaper slash down it's in the times that you know new school opening partnering with um and Carrie Carrie is pregnant I think Carrie's pregnant with Raja because enough time's gone yeah. by that it actually makes sense now yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we see her and like and she says something like and for me I was expecting the most unexpected yes and like yes. we see her and Raja like she's beautiful like pre- like she's like nine months pregnant yeah. or whatever but it still and looks like a raisin because she's so petite yeah because she's so small yeah and um and we just see them maybe they're like taking a walk or they're sitting on a bench or something yeah. like that yeah. or like drinking a tea and he and and he grabs her hand and he's like what do you think we should name it and she goes Samantha and he goes it's a boy <laughs> She goes, then Sam. Sam. <laughs> and he's like, I love that. Yeah. And they kiss. And I think that also leaves a lot of room for a sequel. There's to this, so much sequel potential. Movie. Immediately credits say executive produced by Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. So you know oh, that clearly that. Mm-hmm. and screenplay by both of them. So this mm-hmm. was this, this life imitating art. This was them having this real reconciliation. Uh, and they did it through the art. It's a, it's a healing journey, like for literally everyone involved is like a better person after making this movie. And then the audience are all healed just from watching this movie. And it actually is like a beautiful movie, just like celebrating female friendship and late in life pregnancies and (laughs) the laughter of children and the importance of love. And it brings everyone together. Yep. And that, like, you know, if, if it's meant to be, like, the friendships will come back around. But, like, you have to do the work to sustain them. Mm-hmm. Huge, yeah. important Which fact. I think there's so many movies about romance and there's not as many movies about fighting for friendship. And I feel like so much of the thread in the Sex and the City show, which I feel like you're seeing a lot more now of, is, like, I want to follow the dynamics of, like, toxic friendships between females. You know, like, to me, that feels just as important and applicable to my own life as like a love interest and feels like a breakup when you lose someone you know totally and especially with these women who it's like you've grown up with seeing them as friends and like there will be bumps in the road as there just are in life totally exactly god I love this I love this film me too and critics are loving it too and they're saying like it's feel good it's like it's feel truly good. feel good on every level, but also it's not like just escapism because there is some, there are dark moments. Absolutely. I mean, the, the suicide scene with Big is, is, is a really Harrowing. powerful scene. Harrowing. And, and we had Thomas Newman score that. So it's like the same mm-hmm. as the Green Mile soundtrack. So it's very, yes. very powerful scene. Really intense. Yeah. And like, and I think a lot of the think pieces and articles are like life imitates art, yeah. imitates life. And like you, yes. and we have these beautiful photo shoots with all the girls, but especially with SJP and Kim. And yep. it's like, 
it's so it's just a beautiful kind of and they don't want any of it to be doctored so they're all like beautiful photos of them just like gracefully aging and looking stunning and like celebrating mm -hmm. who they are and how old they are yeah it's like a mario testino black and white like yes just like portraits of them St yeah stunning like some like nude makeup just very simple like you know hair maybe shellac down and they're just like straight on just very powerful mm -hmm. power stance yeah yeah they get real and raw and they talk about like <laughs> yeah. exactly what went down yeah. during the making of sex in the city that yeah. they're so transparent about both of their roles and like it really yeah. moves things forward of like just how to deal with like business hurdles totally. as a woman and they're mm -hmm. holding hands in a lot of the interviews and it feels really genuine and authentic and it's just like really cool to see them sort of healing through this process with us because we felt so connected to their kinship and like their breakup was really hard for us as well i mean it shouldn't be but we all feel like we have ownership it over intense, it. Yeah. it was intense and so it's really really nice to see them like on good footing again yeah and to not have like a like to not have these like salacious stories perpetuating like drama between them exactly pitting them against each other this like is a real catalyst for the media and the news to sort of celebrate more things like this so like we're less mm -hmm. becoming pariahs for like you know over sexualizing pop stars and wanting to follow someone's rehab journey and rather we want to follow amicable divorces and what they did to create healthy boundaries with their kids and we're following you know, friendships rekindling after a decade apart. And, and so that's kind of what the paparazzi becomes as a result of this movie. It's like this beautiful domino effect. Yeah, a cultural shift, if you will. Exactly. Uh, what wow. should we call this movie? Underneath it all. I love that. I just Sex feel like we should bring underneath, underneath it all back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a powerful title. Underneath me. <laughs> mm -hmm. It could be so, it could <laughs> mean so Samantha many things. Jones. Yeah. yeah. It means something different for everybody that reads it. Absolutely. Yeah. God, Hannah, thank you so much. Like I Ugh. feel lighter and brighter after going on this journey with you. I feel like, like I got to a live a lot film. of maybe what I've wanted to do on my own. I've been thinking about a silent retreat. <laughs> I've been, uh, so I would like, love nothing more than a silent uh, retreat. Right. Doesn't that sound really amazing? Just don't want to hear my own voice for like a week. <laughs> yeah. There's one in Joshua Tree actually that I looked Ooh. into and it truly is like you can't speak or make eye contact no with eye anyone. Contact. You can't write anything. You can't read anything. So you literally are just for like how a long? silent for 10 days. Oh, that might be a little gosh. too long for me. I thought like you could <sighs> read and write, but you just can't talk. That sounds like being on The Bachelor. But they're like, you can't <laughs> read the paper and you can only read what's on these cue cards. That I think like five days would be a good cap for me. Yeah. 10 days is like really, really pushing it. I wonder like what would come day, of no that read, though. No right. Like, I, know, like I, I guess you meditate for hours at a time as well. Jeez. And I think you might be able to have br talking breaks to talk to like the counselors in the program. Okay. Cause I bet a lot but, comes up. Like I was going to say, mm -hmm. it's like, you probably have a lot of trauma and things come up and then you're like, well, time to sit with my thoughts for seven more days. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll just shove this down and hope yeah, that it goes let's, away. <laughs> wow. Well, I should look in if it's affordable enough, I would consider it. <laughs> yeah. I think that it like, they might even have like, um, like sponsorship opportunities or something really? or like uh 
ways to make it affordable because I was looking into it too because I'm like so this I just a silent retreat really sounds like a I, I'm like should we go on a silent through. retreat together but that'll be even more of a tease because like we can't talk or look at each literally other literally can't even but look let's at each other. go in the yeah. same car to get there <laughs> mm-hmm. um tell everyone where they can find you yes you can find me on Instagram Hannah Pilkes P-I-L-K-E-S um and TikTok of course and then I have a podcast, Dance Magic Dance, that you'll have to be on. It's like a fantasy comedy podcast that you can find Man, on, love. on all the podcast platforms. Incredible. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being on this pod. I had a ball. And same. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Friend of the Pod Productions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.